Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. How are you? Today, I figured we'd take a step back and talk about what's going on right now. We're going to do a quick energy update. We're going to talk about the happening. We're going to talk about what you have been feeling, what you have been sensing, what you're dealing with right now. What is this period? What makes it so charged? Yeah, we're going to dive into retrograde energies. There are six planets in retrograde. A lot of you know this. There is some interesting solar activity. We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, the energies of the fall equinox are. We're right in the middle of them. So there's a lot. And you are being impacted. And I figured that um, sometimes it's just really good to take a break for, from evergreen topics and, and address the... Um, the, the concerns of the moment. <laughs> so that's the agenda for today. Uh, before we get started, a couple of housekeeping items. Please know that you could be watching this podcast on YouTube because we are doing a video stream. Uh, my YouTube channel is This is Maria, Maria with a Y, M-A-R-I-Y-A. So join in. Also, if you are meditating with me on our Sacred Universe podcast, you are awesome. If not, tune in. We are uploading new content, new meditations and guided journeys there every Sunday. Last but not least, um, my book is out. Uh, my first book, it is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a journey, a spiritual journey that is focused around manifestation and abundance and creating the life that you want, but it is so much deeper than that. It is not your average book on manifestation. It goes above and beyond manifestation 101. It is very dense in a good way, has an immense amount of practic like practical advice, practices, again, meditations for you to work through. And it is a really, really special journey um, that would not only make you abundant, uh, it would make you happier, it would make you more fulfilled, it'll better align you to your path. So highly recommend now. Am I biased? Maybe. <laughs> but also, um, you know, if you feel cold, because this book is a calling, uh, some of you are feeling it and others are not. And that is totally cool. But I guarantee you that if, if you feel a calling, it's uh, not for nothing. There's something in that book for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. Alrighty, you guys, that's it. Diving into the agenda of today, which is really, really important. Okay. I know you have been feeling it. What's going on right now? You probably can tell me just in terms of your feelings, um, uh, in some ways better than I can tell you. But I'll just um, give you like a quick overview of what humanity is feeling at, the, at this moment in time. I want to say that humanity is pretty much split into two groups. One group is feeling... Um, the negative aspect of this period. And we're going to talk about why. So um, these are not equal parts, by the way. So this is the, the, the larger group is feeling a little bit uneasy right now. Now, the degrees of the negative feelings, sensations, emotions really vary from person to person. But a vast majority of people either feels very stressed. Um, there's that feeling of uncertainty and fear of uncertainty. There is that fear of the future. A lot of you have been manifesting, um, actually, sickness uh, over the past couple of weeks. And what I mean by that is just a lot of people are getting sick right now. Uh, I'm not, I don't mean chronic, but, you know, anything from the common cold to COVID to whatnot. Um, so a lot of that is going on. Not for nothing. There are 
spiritual reasons for why this is happening. A lot of you are feeling like low levels of anxiety. I, don't, I kind of don't almost want to use this word, but it's it's like knowing, almost like an intuitive knowing, like something is happening and you're not privy to the entire picture of what's going on. And yeah, so just that tension also. Um, some of you may feel low energy during this period. Some people uh, f- may feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. That is also a little bit of the vibration that I'm sensing from the collective right now. Like no matter what I do, it just doesn't seem to get better or I'm in the rut or I'm in the uh, the hamster wheel. Uh, it's a little bit of that, that the grind is really getting to you. Um, so there's all of that. And then... Obviously, you look into the news trying to figure out what's wrong, right? Because you're like, I'm feeling something. What is wrong? And then, of course, the news is never good no matter when you look at it, right? So you kind of get confirmation and you think, oh, it must be the news, must be the happening. But it is so much deeper than the news. And so, again, just going to provide one perspective. What we're going to cover today is probably 3% of what's actually going on. But these are three very important percent, kind of like according to the 80-20 principle, the Pareto law. Uh, Sometimes when you understand uh, 20% of the issue, you get 80% of the results. So we're going to take care of the most important 3%. That's, That's that. Now, so one group of humanity, there's like the larger chunk of humanity is feeling, hasn't been feeling great. When did that start? Uh, Five to seven days ago. How long is that going to last for another two weeks, give or take? Very rough estimates. You know, every person is unique. For you, it may be quicker. Uh, For other people, it may last a little longer, right? Because there is no one size fits all, especially given that part of what we're dealing with right now is karma. So there's definitely not one size fits all. And then you have a second group of people that quite on the contrary are feeling like breakthroughs and they're feeling like excited and ignited and they're feeling good positive fire under their belly. They're feeling like they're accomplishing a lot of things. They're feeling like they're checking things off their to-do list. They're just feeling like things are happening because there's a lot of movement, uh, a lot of movement of energy. Also in your life, you know, what could be accelerating right now is can start to become eventful for a lot of you, meaning things are accelerating. And so, you know, what used to be the happening of a month right now, you know, the same number of events can happen within a week. So you could be feeling some of that as well. Like there's a lot and it could be good busy or bad busy, but it's busy. It's a very charged period, right? So essentially two parts of humanity, if I were to just kind of like largely divide the humanity, this is a little bit of a 75-25 or 80-20 with 80% of humanity maybe not having the best time. Could be experiencing some, you know, health things or just, you know, some general feeling of like un- non-optimized energy. It's like your energy is not where you'd like it to be or maybe you, you're like feeling a little bit lazy or don't feel like like 100% with it. <laughs> maybe you just want to, you know, don't want to wake up in the morning or just want to take... Uh, like an, uh, like a random day off if you could, like that's where 80% of humanity is and 20% of humanity is like, let's go. <laughs> and th- this is quite polarizing. Usually when I look at the human collective, I get a lot more consistency and I don't get such large resonance. Like I don't get such um, big difference between the people in their optimal state and the people in, in a not so optimal state. But here we have two polarities. And so it's a fairly polarized chart time. And now we're going to talk about what you're feeling and what you're sensing. Maybe we're going to start with the fact that 
we are inside of the fall equinox. The fall equinox is technically, technically, I believe this year, it's happening it, um, on the 23rd of September, but usually uh, you feel the energies from September 18th to about September 28th, 29th. That is the normal duration, let's say, of the fall equinox. And so we're kind of smack in the middle of it. Let me maybe talk a little bit about the significance of the fall equinox. Obviously, you know that the equinox is when we're reaching a point in the year, this in, in the fall, uh, as well as in the spring, where day equals night, to, uh, where day equals to night. So in other words, we're supposed to reach balance, right? If balance is even a thing, right? We're reaching the point where darkness and light are supposed to come in alignment with one another in a way that neither one is winning. And a really good analogy for this is the scales, where there are two sides of the scale. On one, there is light, and on the other, there is darkness, and they are in an equilibrium state. So that is what the equinox is supposed to feel like. Now, it may or may have not been feeling that way. In fact, I'd venture to assume, given how heightened everybody's emotions are, it hasn't felt all that balanced to you. So here's the deal, right? So if you watch my predictions for 2022, you know that this has been a year of karmic return and the release of karma. This is the numerology of this year. This was the number one agenda for humanity to get through in the year 2022. We're starting to walk into the last quarter of the year. And essentially, we're starting to run out of opportunities as humanity to get through our agenda for 2022. Not only do we collectively have an agenda of releasing karma, each of you individually has an agenda of releasing karma for this calendar year. And so we're in September, that means really three months left and change, <laughs> just, you know, a little bit of change on top of three months. Um, when you have an opportunity to get through the karma that you're meant to get through, I will tell you this, Karmic years are extremely hard. They're taxing on the physical body, emotional body, mental body, energetic body, you name it. The entirety of you shows up for karmic years. These are not the years where you can snooze. These are not the years that you can be in the bleachers and not participate. Karmic years, you are going to be engaged with reality, whether you'd like this or not. These are the years that could be massively grounding for some people. These are the years that can be massively life-altering for some people. The happening, like the events, the circumstances that happen within the karmic years are never random. They are part of a very large orchestration attempt from various forces, right? So the karmic years tend to be even more orchestrated, even more pre-planned than all other years. So nothing in your life is random. So if you have had great things happen in this life, it's because you deserve them. If you've had not so great things happen into this life, be grateful because it was probably a karmic release and hopefully you all untied some knots, right? So that's that. This full equinox is very different because of, because you have to factor in the year that we're in as well as the part of that year that we're in. So depending on which year we're in, the fall equinox is going to bring with it very different energies. So what is the fall equinox of this year bringing about? Usually, 
it's the harvest, right? So in the fall, we gather the crops, we are reaping the rewards. We're reaping what we um, what we have grown this year. And if we played our cards right, what would happen is that equilibrium, the two parts, the two sides of the scale, the proverbial Libra scale, are going to align in perfect balance harmony. So it's not happening, right? If it did happen, so if the karmic release went according to plan this year, then we would have arrived as one large human family in this juncture, and we would have felt completely at peace with ourselves, with who we are, with our path, with our communities, with our countries, with everything. But that's not what we're feeling. That is not what's happening. And that is because humanity didn't get through as much karma as was the intention when we started and on January 1st, which is what it is, right? But essentially, here's the thing. Remember how I told you right now humanity is broken up into two camps, essentially you have like a smaller percentage of humanity that's like, let's go, this feels amazing, I'm here for it. And then you have the vast majority that is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't believe it's fall. Can't believe I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Why am I even feeling this way? Nothing goes right. Why do I work so hard? All of the things and all of the feels all of a sudden are hitting you. And you're like, whoa, all the blues. And the reason that humanity is divided into two camps is not random. There's actually a precursor and a root cause of this. And here's the root cause. If you have fulfilled, so to say, and learned and untied the karmic knots that you are meant to untie in this year, and essentially if you're on track, you're going to be in the 20% to 25% of humanity that feels good right now. So you feel physically good, you feel mentally good, emotionally good, you feel energetically good. So you're going to feel like you are aligned, that you know where you're going, that you know who you are, you're going to be feel, you're going to feel pumped, right? But that part of humanity is going to feel like, I'm able to do, like essentially they're, they're just experiencing the, the energetic, the, like just heightened energy, just this feeling of like progress, high energy, uh, high achievement, success, all of that, and also extremely positive emotions. And then you have the rest of humanity that's not feeling it. And that is because they haven't gotten through or they haven't gotten as far as they hoped they would, each of you individually, right? Because it's almost like, you know, there's not like one grand measure for everybody, but each of you has your own individual timeline. Each of you has your own individual set of scales. And so if you've been falling behind or maybe haven't been uh, dealing with as many things successfully as you hoped you would, or your higher self hoped you would, you're going to feel like, whoa, there's something here that just doesn't feel good. And you know what doesn't feel good? If you're not on track, the balance of the scale ain't happened yet, right? So when you're aligning with the energy of the scales, which is also justice, right? Um, justice, uh, justice tarot card is actually uh, the corresponding card for for equinox. Uh, why justice, right? Because well, you reap what you saw, right? Uh, spring is not justice <laughs> because in spring you've planted the seeds. Fall is the justice time. Like, did you plan the seeds or not? Are you going to reap the rewards or not, right? Unfortunately, the humanity is not reaping the rewards. That's why you're feeling like there's something. Now, if some of you are getting sick, that's the good news. Because when you're sick, sometimes your guides have to step in 
and this is going to sound terrible, allow you to get sick, right? Or even orchestrate potentially you getting physically sick. And I'm not talking like a crazy chronic disease or something that is life-threatening. I'm talking kind of the run-of-the-mill sick, but you still need to take time off of work, right? If you're getting that right now, it's for a reason. Because one of the ways to release karma is actually through a physical sickness. Because when you're sick, essentially your body retreats, there is a whole reevaluation that happens across all of your cells, all of your organs, all of your tissues, etc. And you're able to drop a lot of things, right? There's the release very often you don't want to eat or your food consumption goes down, you know, your movement, number of movements that you're making goes down. So essentially it's like a mini hibernation. And mini hibernations for your body are really, really important when stuff needs to be released, when things need to be cleansed, right? That's why if you're sick for a prolonged amount of time, usually you lose weight. Maybe not a lot of weight, but you lose some weight, right? Because it's the cleanse that happened, the release that happened, right? So if you are getting sick right now, this is good. That means you need to release some stuff before you can move forward. So be grateful. Right now is actually a really good time to be sick. None of that advertising sickness. I'm just saying. So that's that's that. The good news is there are three more months, October, November, December, before the end of the year. So there's still time for you to work through your karma. There is still time. There is still time for you to do the right thing, make the right choice, etc., etc. Obviously, right? So during the karmic years, um, there is some karmic release that could happen just because you're, you're doing energy work and you're working on yourself. But the vast majority is going to happen through the circumstances of your life. So whatever you're being presented in your life, one thing to pay attention to, right? Around like what areas of your life need to release karma. And I kind of said it, but I'm going to repeat it because this is kind of critical. We're in, on this final stretch, right? So um, a reminder is always good. Whatever your life is putting in front of you as a challenge, like your life is itself, like your life path, almost like a river, is going to take you to particular areas or uh, let's say places or people that um, it's almost like it's waving a flag and uh, is saying, hey, pay attention to this, right? So in this car- during the karmic year, you would naturally gravitate towards particular areas of your life. Like some things just become very important Or let's say you had a plan and you're like, I'm going to go all spiritual this year. And then a karmic year happens. And all of a sudden, it's just like like your job is demanding your attention. Your work is demanding your attention. Like things just happen in your job that like, okay, like you're like, I cannot snooze. I need to be all in, putting in long hours and, and what have you. Like if something like that is happening to you, that means that right now you need to be focusing on your job and not your spirituality. It could be the complete reverse for some people, right? Or some of you get just magnetized into relationships, some particular relationships or some just like in general, you have like a lot of relationship stuff to release, right? And so I guess the point that I'm trying to make is during the karmic release years, you're not as in control as you are during some other years. And as such, it is the universe that is aligning you with people, events, and circumstances that would enable the greatest karmic release, right? So pay attention. So rule number one for the rest of like the rest of the year is pay attention. What is the universe putting in front of you? What do you think is the universe trying to show you? What are the patterns? Look for the patterns. You know, the universe will, will send you signs and it'll send you patterns, right? And that is its way of communicating to you. Even if you don't hear your guides, don't talk to source, doesn't really matter. The universe is communicating to you on a daily through signs, 
and through patterns. Meaning, what do I mean by that? Signs, kind of self-explanatory. I don't know, 1111 is a sign. Seeing like a wild animal is a sign. You know, all of these are signs. Forgetting something and missing a job interview because you had to return back home is a sign, right? All of these are signs. Patterns is something else. Patterns is almost like when you're flowing in the river of happening, right? Inside of the movie of your life. And it's the same thing happening over and over and over again. That's the pattern. It's kind of like, whoa, I've seen this before. Not quite the deja vu because it doesn't always have to, it doesn't usually come like a deja vu. But it's, I don't know, what could be a pattern? It could be a relationship pattern. Like somebody always breaks your heart. And then you're like, oh my God, I've seen this again. Like, why am I stuck in this thing again, right? could be the thing. Or I don't know, maybe you get fired from your jobs all the time. Like that could be a pattern. Maybe you, I don't know, lose your temper all the time when you're having an argument and that's your pattern. So, but it's a thing to pay attention to, right? Especially during the next three months, especially during karmic years. If you are feeling like something is your pattern or an event in your life, just like a bad movie just keeps coming back, like a bad penny, whatever they say, right? That is your dead giveaway, that you are not learning the lesson. Because if you're learning the lesson, if you're checking that box, it's never going to come back. That's it. Kind of one and done. That's the, you know, when you're fixing karma, (laughs) fixing is maybe the wrong word, but when you're untying karmic knots, once you untie the knot, it's gone. It's never going to come back, right? So that pattern is gone. If it is coming back, it's still a pattern. There's still time to fix this, right? So um, the reason I'm explaining all this to you is because the request that I'm getting from the collective is how do we release karma, right? They're like, you're telling us we have three months left. We really want to work uh, really hard at releasing the karma. And the good and the bad news is I can give you 60 meditations around how to release your karma, but the biggest lessons that are going to come through for you are going to be in the third dimensional real life, not a meditation in the next three months. You're going to, the universe is going to put people, circumstances, and events in front of you. The universe is going to put choices in front of you that feel meaningful. It's going to be like, do you want A or B or maybe this C thing, right? And a lot of this could be karma related. So just be mindful that this is the period that you're in, call upon your intuition. That's the one thing with the karmic years. Uh, when you're dealing with karma, you have a lot of spirit guides around you. They're all over there in your vicinity. So their messages may start coming through like a knowing, even if you're, again, if, if even if you don't habitually communicate with spirit. Some of their messages, some knowing, some intuitive hits or gut feelings, however you want to call them, they're going to start coming through, becoming loud, m- louder than maybe you're you're used to hearing them. Why? Because again, your spirit guides are standing close by and they know that be- when something is a karmic lesson, that is not your pattern to untie the knot yet, right? So they expect you actually to not pass the lesson because that is what you've done so many times before. That's why it's a pattern in the first place. And so they usually stay close. And in that moment when you're making a choice, there's going to be a voice that comes through into your consciousness, kind of telling you what the future holds or like kind of sometimes giving you the right answer. So pay attention, be in tune, listen in, watch out for patterns and signs and intuitive hits. That's what you want to do. Also, the one thing I will tell you is 
cleansing rituals, cleansing uh, meditations really help. Not to clean the karmic patterns, but during this period, they help to stay as open to receiving the messages and recognizing a karmic pattern when it's staring you straight in the face. So um, how do you do the cleansing? I, I, I feel like I've given you so many different cleansing uh, meditations before, but you may imagine in the morning when you're starting your day that you're standing uh, under a large waterfall of light. And then you go uh, literally body by body, at least the main bodies, and, and you want to um, imagine that this waterfall is cleansing away all of the dirt, schmuck, debris, anything that is stuck in your auric field. Uh, what do I mean by bodies? You have your physical body. The next one over is your energy body, then your emotional body and your mental. These at least are the four that you need to cleanse, right? So go one by one, right? Like first imagine that you're just in your physical body layer, a level watch as the waterfall cleanses or cleans this aspect of your body. Then you want to watch and imagine that the next one over is the um, etheric body or energy, one and the same thing, different words of calling it. Again, wash away all of the dirt, all of the things that are not supposed to be there, any type of stuck energy, usually darkness, just want to flush it all out of your system, right? Do the same thing for your emotional body. Any stuck emotions, do the same thing for your mental body. Then at least you're ready to receive. Then you're ready to pass uh, pass through the trials and tribulations and learn the lesson. We spent so much time on this. I did not intend to. So I better move on with my agenda. That's the fall equinox. Actually, just before we move on, fall equinox is supposed to feel really energizing, you guys, because fall equinox is a point of alignment with the sun. If everything is all right in your life and you don't have any of the heavy weights, the fall equinox time is supposed to feel wonderful. It is supposed to feel great. It is the harvest season, right? You're supposed to feel abundant. You're supposed to feel just loved, like all of the things. If that's not happening, it, it, it's a sign from the universe. <laughs> oh my God, too funny. Okay, there are six planets that are in retrograde. If you're into spirituality, you probably listened to like six videos about planets in retrograde. But here's the deal. Remember guys, um, um, for those of you that watch that, the numerology of this year is a six, which uh, makes sense because we're in 2022. You add it up, you add the three twos and you get a six. Six is a number of karma. Obviously, that's why I call it this year the, the year of karmic release. Now, six is a number of a lot of other things. It just this year really truly happens to be the year of karma. There are six planets in retrograde. I don't know if you guys are seeing the pattern, but I'm seeing the pattern. And since we're listening to the universe, this is what we should pay attention to. There has... So during the times of karmic years, planets are here to help, not hurt. It has kind of been understood. And shall I say, I don't want to say it was pre-planned, but it was understood that humanity may fall behind in terms of dealing with its karmic lessons. Because again, Patterns are so hard and third dimensional realities are also quite dense and mm, there, uh, there's a lot of, like there are a lot of impediments to making good progress, right? Um, I, I think I may have said it before, but I'll say this again. All the good things happen really slowly in 3D and some of the bad things can happen really quickly. Uh, and that is one of the patterns. Now, again, it's a very large overgeneralization, but it was expected 
in some ways, right? That during this karmic year, humanity was going to need a little bit of a pick-me-up. And so when this whole cosmic song and dance was planned, six planets in retrograde was pre-planned, right? Not a random happening, an intentional happening. What are the six planets that are in retrograde? Mercury, your favorite. Uh, there's Jupiter, there's Saturn, there's Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. These are the six planets that are currently in retrograde. Some of them are going to start coming out of retrograde in October, but we still have two weeks to go. So what does it mean? I'll just give you a little bit of my perspective. Six planets in retrograde. Six is the numerical frequency of this year. Why was it pre-planned the six planets are going to go in retrograde? Is because like it's a dead giveaway that all of these six planets, again, Six plants in retrograde, numerology of number six, they're here to help you clear away the karma. And it was kind of expected that by Q4 of this year, we're now going to be in a very good spot as humanity. That's why there is alignment from the cosmic teachers. Planets are our cosmic teachers. That, you know, essentially they're gathering together and saying, hey, we're going to help out. And every single planet that went in, into retrograde, by the way, Venus was already in retrograde prior. She didn't want to go as part of this whole like large, big voice club, so to say. <laughs> she came before. And now there's like a lot of masculine energies that are in retrograde, but maybe masculine is like an overgeneralization here. But they're, they're here as helpers, right? So pay attention to what you're feeling during this retrograde season. When planets go in retrograde is always backwards movement, right? It it comes across, it don't, they don't move backwards. Planets always move in the same direction. However, from the positioning of Earth, they standpoint of earth, the viewpoint, it feels like they're moving in reverse. And that is always, it's kind of like repeating the same thing over and over again. It's kind of like moving backwards a little bit. Retrograde movements are extremely fertile periods for you to solve and release the lessons of the but that the planet brings or release karma in the domain of the planet. So I'll quickly really quickly, give you an understanding of each of these six planets and also their collective energy. Because once the six come together, you know, if there were five planets in retrograde, we would collectively get a very different energy. So I'm going to give you one individual and then one, like each, we're going to go planet by planet really quick. And then we're going to go overall what happens. Like, you know, uh, when, when they gather around the six planets, what's happening? Okay. Mercury is the one that's talked about so much, I almost want to skip it. But Mercury, of course, is the, the I wanted to say is the god. Uh, it, yeah, he was the god, among other things. It's a, it's a planet responsible for communication. It's a planet responsible for innovation uh, in some ways. It is a planet responsible for, I guess, in our immediate vicinity, for a lot of things that are science-related. So Mercury has this, it's an intellectual planet is what it is, right? So it's essentially the masculinity, the aspect of masculinity, that's the intellect. Uh, Mercury is extremely sharp-witted. It is, you know, really good at connecting the dots. It has a really, really good, like, <laughs> sarcastic type of sense of humor. A little bit of a trickster planet, not going to lie. It's also young. It's on the younger side. So Mercury runs, like, between... 18 to 22 years old, like a male that's 18 to 22, that's the energy. And so they're a little bit, you know, uh, impatient. Uh, that's also Mercury. So what are the lessons that Mercury brings? Anything that has to do around finding consensus, right? 
finding the middle ground, wanting to be flexible as opposed to not flexible, right? So Mercury in its best shape and form is the mediator, is the diplomat. Now, when it's in retrograde and the, the karmic patterns that are happening is when you're the opposite, right? So the karmic patterns that maybe um, are coming up for you is when you don't want to be flexible, when you're like, it's my way or the highway, when you don't want to listen or really truly factor in the opinion of another and you're just trying to push your agenda. So there's a little bit of that. Another thing that I will say is this sometimes, and that's also the lesson of Mercury. So it owns the intellect. So when you are making decisions that are purely logical and completely not in alignment with your heart, this is going to be fair and square in the domain of Mercury retrograde type of karmic release. Meaning what it's here to teach you is that there is more to life than intellect, despite the fact that it runs intellect. Mercury actually itself as a planet is smart enough to recognize that it, it takes two to tango in a human body. And that is both heart and mind, right? So if you have been erring too much on the intellect side, too much on the logic, and not enough on everything else, this may start coming up to you as a pattern. What could be an example of that? I don't know, a female entering into a relationship because the guy can provide for her instead of like a, a heart-led connection, right? This is, would be an example of like leading with your head. Or when you're selecting a career for yourself or a college or a major in college, and you're selecting career based on money, not your passion or what your talent is, right? That's how a lot of people end up in law. That's how a lot of some people end up in accounting. That's how some people who are not meant to be doctors end up doctors, right? Um, and then that's how a lot of people who are meant to be in the creative fields, like artists and writers, don't end up in, in those fields. So again, that, that's another lesson of Mercury. So everything that has to do with communication, right? So any, anybody that has a block in their uh, throat area, again, uh, Mercury uh, rules the throat chakra. So if you are feeling, and this, if this is resonating right now, I did on um, Our Sacred Universe, I did a whole meditation around clearing and healing your um, throat chakra. Check it out because this is another thing that may need to be released, right? A, a problem with communication is when you're not, when your communication is not flowing freely. So that is trauma around being heard and being seen, any prosecution wound from your past life, um, any time where you're judging yourself for how you're going to come across. So anytime you're not allowing yourself to be fully self-expressed is right here. Throat area is also being on the path and being connected to the North Star, knowing who you are. So once you actually get to know the chakra, you would understand that this chakra is never going to, like the throat chakra, is never going to allow you to stay in the shadows in regards to who you're meant to be. That is the chakra that is meant. There's like one thing that this, the throat chakra is here to do is to align you to the path that you're meant to walk. And so if you are spending your life in a career or a family or a circumstance where you're not meant to be, once you open up and heal the throat chakra, is it going to be like a little pull, like a little tug that's dragging you away from this situation into a more aligned situation into a place in life where you're meant to be right and so again mercury the lesson of mercury retrograde is actually aligning to your path okay moving on before this episode becomes a six hour podcast jupiter jupiter is in retrograde is all about playing it small 
That's the shadow that you're working through. That's the karma. Playing it small. Because Jupiter is actually really huge, you guys. That's Zeus, right? He's the king <laughs> of Olympus, at least. Jupiter is supposed to be expansive, right? Jupiter is supposed to be ambitious. Jupiter is around strategy and, you know, going to, for the things you're going to go. And it's success to like a very, very high degree, right? So Jupiter would never settle for being like mediocre. Jupiter just wants to be best in class. That's the energies of Jupiter, extremely expansive. So in its shadow, playing it small, not going for what you want. That is what it's here to heal. The inner critic, because the inner critic is always going to stop you. It's always going to prevent you from moving and uh, getting to where you're trying to go. Rash thinking or knee-jerk reactions. That's also the shadow side of Jupiter uh, because Jupiter is actually quite strategic, right? Uh, the Jupiter always looks at things from a high top, like literally from Mount Olympus, from uh, like a mountain from a vantage point. Jupiter always sees and always notices like the big picture of things, right? So if you feel like you are sometimes making decisions that don't pan out, again, shadow side of Jupiter, but part of it is trust, right? Cultivating trust in yourself and cultivating trust in the universe. That is really the lessons of this retrograde energy in, in terms of karma. Playing it small, I already said, right? Uh, settling right here. Big one for humanity. You guys, you guys settle all the time. And that's unfortunate truth. Settling for the salaries that are, you know, maybe less than you deserve. Settling for the job that you're tolerating but not loving. Settling for a relationship that is a poor imitation of how you think things are supposed to be. Just a lot of settling, right? And that is also the retrograde. That's what the retrograde of Jupiter is pointing you to. Good time. Right now is a really, really good time to finally do the right thing. To finally go after what you want. To stop playing it small. To stop believing in your own incompetence. To stop believing the story that's telling you that you're not enough. You're never going to make it. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to help you. Because, again, all of these are limiting things. And all of these should probably go. That's Jupiter. Saturn. Saturn, obviously, is all about limitations, right? It's kind of like the chokehold a little bit. Saturn is what's going to get in your way of achieving things. Saturn rules Capricorn, so it's all about achieving your goals through gradual movement. Saturn can help you build things that are truly huge, but it's going to require the blood and sweat and tears. When Saturn is in retrograde, there are a few things that are happening. Essentially, the lessons here are impatience. So that's the one, the one pet peeve of, of, um, of, of Saturn that it wants you to let go of. Now, um, impatience is a trend. Like it's a big, big problem for about 30 to 35% of humanity. Um, they're feeling impatient all the time. There are many reasons for that. Part of it has to do with some souls are just used to higher, used to higher dimensions. And so this feels terribly slow for them. And some other people just haven't come to terms with their own personal timeline. And uh, because they're not in harmony with their own personal timeline, they always feel like they're behind. And then there's, of course, this concept of pressure and putting pressure on yourself of like, I need to do this by a certain age, yada, yada, yada. Now, of course, the more you do that, the more it backfires on you. And also that energy of comparison is also here. So the two shadows that Saturn is here to 
fix and help you fix is impatience and comparison. The energy of comparison. Because if you are trying to climb the mountain, but you keep looking left, right, behind, sometimes going back, you're never going to climb the mountain. And the Saturn is here to help you climb the mountain, right? And also this like feeling of like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Saturn doesn't appreciate that. Saturn likes people who are willing to put in the work, right? So impatience is here, like in the shadow of Saturn, but it's here to come and heal. Also, another thing. <laughs> Ooh, that's coming in really strong, you guys. Okay, shortcuts. But, um, okay. Some of you have very deep-rooted, very deep-seated patterns. This is a small percentage of you, like 2%, but the patterns are really strong. And this is all about where can I cheat? Where can I play the circumstances or people to my advantage? Where can I use manipulation, et cetera, et cetera, to go ahead faster? And this is like, I guess, not all that far from impatience, but it's like that step, that extra step. Some people are just impatient and some people are going to do something about it in terms of cheating, right? It, I mean, there are a lot of things around here, like theft, for instance, or forgery, you know, all kinds of things where you're like, you know, it's not maybe all that legal, but you're like, I'm going to do it anyway. Or just maybe it doesn't have to be illegal, by the way. It could just also be unethical or something that you know, just in your heart of hearts and your conscience, this is not right, but you're going to do it because you want to get ahead. There's a little bit of that, that Saturn is also here to heal because Saturn has extremely, extremely strong principles. It has a very strong moral code. It has very strong opinions. And, you know, we can argue till the cows come home whether those opinions are right or wrong, but it dislikes people that are not able to follow, not even authority, but kind of like the the written, the letter of law, I guess, and, and, and authority. Yeah. So like they don't really like rule breakers and, and you know, cheaters and, and thieves. Uh, not they, Saturn doesn't. So that's the shadow side of Saturn. So this may come up as a pattern when you're like, I know I'm not supposed to break this law. Or I know I'm not supposed to do this thing that's, uh, you know, not quite right, but you kind of want to do it anyway. Like it, it's going to come through for some of you as a very, very strong temptation. If you want to untie the karmic knot, don't do it, you guys. Some As simple as that. So that's Saturn, Neptune. Neptune is, is all about the deep waters, right? Uh, Neptune is the god of the sea. When Neptune is in retrograde, there is a resistance around feeling the feels. And the karmic pattern that you're coming up against here is um, not going deep into your emotions, like resistance to the depth of feeling. All There's all kinds of avoidance techniques. You know, distract yourself. Let's say, let's say it's a relationship. And let's say it's a heartbreak. I'm just going to give you an example. Let's say somebody really broke your heart. But instead of feeling all the feels, which, by the way, is going to help heal your heart really quickly, all things considered, you are distracting yourself with work. Or you're distracting yourself with a new relationship. How about that? Or you're just distracting yourself with dating. Or something else. Drinking. <laughs> That's a pattern for some people, right? So you're like, okay, don't want to feel the feels. Don't give me the feels. I'm kind of brokenhearted, but I'm not. And so it's this denial as well around the way things are, right? And so it's like the, that deep, deep, deep desire or fear. Desire to not dive deep or fear of diving deep. Another issue actually specifically that this one, Neptune came here to teach 
but this particular season, there is a very interesting agenda, is all types of issues around human commitment. Because again, commitment is like this deep, deep, it's like a, a thread that connects to people. Like when you're deeply committed to somebody, it's um, it's for life, I guess, right? And there's been the almost like the reverse of that uh, a little bit. Like the pattern where humanity is going is like fewer commitments. Fewer people are willing to commit. Even when those commitments happen, they get broken. So again, the integrity is just not there. And this particular commitment is, again, around relationships. So if you have a pattern of not being able to commit, or you have a pattern of, you know, ghosting people, not getting back to them, breaking your promises. Say you, you, you told them you would show up and you're like, I just don't feel like going to that party. These types of things. Now, we're talking small commitments here, from very small commitments to very large commitments, right? I don't know what could be a very large commitment. Marriage could be a very large commitment. Committing to a relationship, committing to supporting somebody and then saying, you know what? Never mind. Committing to a friendship and then not holding your end of the bargain. Like there's many, right? So issues around commitments is something that Neptune is here to fix and heal because from the perspective of Neptune, Humanity, the state of integrity within humanity is dire, and Neptune would like to help heal and fix that. So that's that. And then there's also a little bit of murky waters that Neptune is here to fix. So the murky waters that I'm referring to are people who are just in a state of perpetual coasting and nothing ignites them anymore because they're not going to let anything ignite them anymore. It's like their hearts are dormant and they're just like floating and they're like, you know what? I kind of don't, it doesn't really matter what happens. I'm just going to stay with my status quo and just like float around and, you know, whatever the wind blows. So that is actually a very tricky pattern. It's not quite depression, but it's like almost like a precursor to depression where you're like, it's not quite apathy, but it's a precursor to that, right? It's like this coasting. And because Neptune goes for things that are deep, coasting is quite shallow. So it's here to allow you to move away from patterns of coasting and just, again, settling. Although, you know, apparently <laughs> it's it's coming up from more than one planet. in uh, And because it wants to open up the door for things that are deeper. Open up the door for things that are more meaningful in your life. And you cannot have it all. You cannot have the best thing, but also, you know, a mediocre thing at the same time. You cannot be coasting and also get all the things that you want. It's like one or the other. So that's Neptune. Uh, and Pluto. So Pluto is actually, in this particular case, is taking you really, really deep into your spirituality and it's making you question everything. So here we have the shadows of Pluto or doubt. So doubt is coming through big time. Confusion around spiritual teachings. Who do I trust? You may be aligning with a lot of content that is conflicting right now around spirituality, if this is your lesson. Uh, you may be aligning with things, like not even maybe aligning is the wrong word. The universe, but I guess it is aligning. The universe would put things in front of you. Spiritual content or teachers, people, I don't know, podcasts videos, all of it, books. And you will have some very strong reactions to some of them. And there's like a range. Some of them, you're, you're first going to be like, oh my God, I love this. And then there's a disappointment. 
because there's this teacher said something or like they the, their true face was revealed and then you're like oh wow who have i been following so there's a little bit of that and then there's a lot of conflicting things where you're like is this one right or is this one right because i kind of trust this one and i kind of trust this other person but there are two different people and they're telling me two different things and uh, at this point i don't even know what's what's right or wrong and and obviously the lesson here is discernment the lesson here is open up your heart open up your higher chakras uh, because the heart is the bridge to the higher chakras and you would know all the answers to be honest you're not even going to need any of these teachers you're never going to need to listen to another podcast of mine either just throw it to the trash as long as you have the connection with with you know uh, you, uh, the source consciousness you you're okay to never listen to anything ever again you're good you're all set for life but this is what pluto is bringing up it's kind of like bringing up some mental confusion so that you could learn discernment so a lot of the things that are going to come through the pike are even more confusion even more people that are saying conflicting things there are a lot of people in the spiritual field that are kind of like dwelling in the perpetual i don't want to say darkness because that feels really judgy and it's not even darkness but they just talk a lot about conspiracy and how everybody's out there to get us and you know we just have to fight and it's fine you know that is definitely a perspective but is that a healthy perspective because if you're forever and perpetually in a warrior stance what does that do to the ecosystem of your body right if you're forever expecting somebody to attack you standing there with your sword of light as a warrior of light looking for like a believing that you know there's all these bad people beings demons etc to get you and you're forever in a defensive mode is that really a way to live right so again a lot of these teachers are going to be put in front of you and you just have to make a choice you know what is your what, what are you committed to in your life what is the kind of vibration that you really want more of and what are the kind of vibrations that you really want to, um, less of and then pluto is also here to challenge you in terms of what you believe in so it's gonna it's, it's here to test your faith in some ways it's here to test how open you are to seeing how deep the rabbit hole goes so there's a lot of that in the collective as well so you're going to be tested by pluto especially if that is your karmic lesson you're going to be challenged to go deeper in certain places and there may be a lot of resistance to that because some of you had past life patterns and by the way you know exactly who you are as i'm talking to you right now you've had patterns in your past lives when you went deep and you saw how deep the rabbit hole goes and then you started telling people about it and then you got persecuted or you got hurt for what you knew and so there's that shadow creeping up in humanity where knowledge actually equals pain like spiritual knowledge and spiritual understanding equals pain and persecution and that is another wound that pluto is here to fix because i'll tell you this this is a pattern of humanity where a lot of people like colin witches burned at the stake had to suffer for their special special quote-unquote abilities for being a healer or a shaman etc for hearing voices in their heads right which is really only clear audience uh, for communicating with spirit for seeing things that are not there you know etc etc a lot of people got into a whole lot of trouble for that but i will tell you that this is an old pattern and humanity is ready to shed that shed like old skin well, in this generation, spirituality and the depth of knowing is not going to get you into trouble. 
So if you are in hiding and if you're worried and if you feel like there's somebody out there to get you because they already did in your past life or you got burned at the stake or something else happened, there's all kinds of torture that happened uh, for people who had, quote unquote, again, special abilities in past lives. I We are changing the pattern, you guys. We are transforming the pattern. There is a lot of cleansing that ha it is happening on this particular layer within the collective consciousness. There are a lot of beings of light, like millions, helping humanity clear that karma. So if you're worried that the past is going to be, sorry, the future is going to be more like the past, it is not the case. You are extremely well protected in this life. In fact, this is the life to spiritually come out. This is the life to spiritually go deep as far as the, the rabbit hole would allow you. So feel free uh, to do that if that is if that is your thing, if that is your calling. Okay, six planets. What when these six masculine planets are coming together? What do we get? We get a potential for a massive upgrade in your masculinity. I don't care what gender you identify with. You all have masculine feminine energies running inside of you. So a lot of this period, a lot of this charge period, is going to be dealing specifically with your shadow of masculinity. So what are the most important things? What are the pivotal moments? What are the pivotal knots for you to work through when these planets come together? This is what they committed to. Everything that has to do with confidence and self-expression, that is the first pillar that they're uh, here to help you fix and help you pay attention to, right? So suboptimal confidence or the lack of thereof, right? So the lack of confidence. Fear around expressing who you truly are. Fear around being on your path. Again, that fear of persecution that I mentioned, right? It all kind of has to do with self-expression. Because if you came here to be a healer, but you're going to hold on to that pain of being burned at the stake for being a healer, you're never going to be able to align with your perfect path. You're never going to be able to align with what your higher self wants you to do. What does that mean? Eh. It, it's wasted effort. Wasted effort. I know there are a lot of people that are going to tell you, it really doesn't matter. There's no plan. You, are, you don't owe anything to anybody. You didn't get, come here to be on purpose or on mission. In fact, there, there could be a new mission for you every day. And honestly, like when I go up to the higher self level, they just, they can't listen to this. They're like, oh my God, seriously? How many more times am I going to have to incarnate this aspect of myself into the same exact circumstance and always have to have them bail on this mission, right? So yeah, from the perspective of the higher self, it's extremely frustrating to watch a projection of yourself like an avatar Pretend that the game that you agreed to play ain't real in the first place. That is extremely frustrating. So the pillar of confidence and self-expression is something that came really front and center. The second one is power struggle and control. That's the second thing that collectively the six planets would like to help humanity fix. So specifically around... So the control is essentially a form of fear. So when you feel like you need to be in control, this is how your fear of uncertainty is projected into the universe. As simple as that. Control is not a measure of your leadership qualities. Control is not a measure of the strength of character. 
the need for being in control is a measure of, is like your fear factor, is a measure of how afraid you are of uncertainty that comes from other people, circumstances, and the universe at large. It's also a measure of your distrust. It is a measure of a lack of trust and lack of faith in the fact that the universe is going to have your back. So it is a vibration of lack. And that is something that is an extremely masculine shadow. The need to have control over everything. Definitely over others. Like controlling over others. Starting in your family. Parents trying to control children. Children trying to control parents. Everybody trying to control their dog. (laughs) Joking, obviously, but not. And, you know, and, and then it just exacerbates from there, right? Uh, I don't know, teachers trying to control students, professors trying to control students, bosses trying to control direct reports, et cetera, et cetera, right? And all kinds of manipulation techniques, right? Because when you're not in a position of control, then your only choice, if you want control, is to resort to manipulation techniques and, you know, all kinds of trickery to get what you want, right? Instead of being upfront, instead of going, you know, and and just pursuing it at face value. There's all kinds of shadow around manipulation. But again, the root cause of manipulative techniques and this thirst, this need for control is fear. So if you're seeking to heal this karmic knot, go no further than your root center. That is where your fear lives, in your root chakra, the red. So heal your red. Paramount. I did a meditation around fear. I think it may have been one of my first meditations on our Sacred Universe podcast. If this feels like you, please uh, do yourself a favor and go listen to that so you can start releasing the fear. You're not going to need to control anyone if you trust the universe. The universe is meant to be trusted. By the way, like when you're controlling another, it's kind of like taking uh, taking their lunch because you're it's, you're essentially taking away uh, parts of their free will. You cannot take away the free will of another without somebody or something else taking away your free will. So when you're trying to control the universe, A, you fail eventually because you can't control everything. That's why they have disasters, like natural disasters. Try controlling a tornado. Good luck to you. Try controlling an earthquake. You cannot, right? So if you chose to abuse whoever is in your power to abuse, or maybe abuse is a strong word, you know, gently nudge them towards what you want them to do in a manipulative way, then please know that somebody or something is going to do the same thing to you. So if you're making someone in your life feel powerless, what's going to happen? The universe is going to make you feel powerless in return because everything is a mirror. This is a dead end, you guys. It is a pattern that needs to be healed and it needs to be healed right now. And last but not least, the third pillar is the relationship between our inner masculinity and our inner femininity and getting us back into our balance, getting us back into the the scales that are, you know, the the right scale and the left scale are on the same side. One is not over the other. So it is this dominating, essentially patriarchy. It is, uh, if, if I were to just name this with one word, I would say heal the patriarchy wound. By the way, the patriarchy is just so sad because it's not just the female aspects of us that are hurting. It's the male aspects that are hurting just as badly. It's both of them, really. Because 
men had to become so strong. And the men that didn't want to become strong, they had to fake it. And it's so hard to fake it all the time. That's why men develop all kinds of ailments around their back and their bones. Uh, because it's just too hard to carry the weight of both genders on your own shoulders. And when you carry the weight of two genders as one gender, the other gender feels like it's carrying nothing. And so it feels like it doesn't matter. It has no voice, it has no power, it has no nothing, right? So this mess is just, it's been, you know, there's been no balance. There's been no balance. And so it's actually the six masculine planets that are coming together to help fix the patriarchy, the wounds inflicted upon the feminine aspects of ourselves, and the disbalance caused by one gender being kind of like in the spotlight. But at the same time, one gender having all the expectations while the other also had expectations, but let's just say to a different degree, right? So that. Which brings me to my last point, which is the solar activity. Don't have a lot of time for this, but you may have heard me mention that something's going on with the sun. Some of you may have felt it uh, over the past couple of weeks. It has been manifesting in the form of headaches. It has been manifesting in a form of, for some of you, strange dreams. For some of you, actually insomnia, but essentially a lot of the higher centers were activated. Your crown center has been uh, hit quite hard, in a good way, actually, by, by solar, um, solar streams and solar energy. Uh, the sun is extremely active. But here's one thing you need to know about the sun. The sun is going through its massive shift. Uh, the sun is going through its major, major transformation that hasn't happened in thousands of years. And I mean many thousands of years. If you've been following me, you know, I'm a big proponent of working with the solar energies, understanding what the sun is from the spiritual perspective, understanding that it is actually a proxy for source consciousness. But really quickly, just so you understand, the sun is essentially a collective energy. The sun is about 60% source consciousness at any given point in time, because the, the sun is the source of our immediate source of energy, right? That is what we tap into for a lot of things to happen, for things to grow, emerge, solidify, for things to happen. So 60% of that energy is always steady. It is like a constant stream that goes straight from source into our local sun. And I'm, I'm talking about our local sun, right? And by the way, you know, how our local sun is set up, it's very similar to the constitution, shall we say, of almost any other sun in um, our immediate surroundings in our universe. So they're all built according to the same template, shall we say. And so 60% of that energy is always consistent because it always comes from source. So these are high um, vibrational, very potent energies that we perceive as heat. There's another 40%. Another 40% of the sun is um, an energy that always shifts. Maybe I shouldn't be saying always, but shifts from time to time. So um, the sun is a collective energy form and source likes to work with different beings that it appoints as almost like, um, like a temporary holder of the office uh, of the sun in the same way that you guys would have a president of the country that is being elected. Source elects almost like the president of sun of the sun. That came across so wrong and it's such a bad analogy, but hopefully you catch my drift. So essentially there is a consciousness that is going to be 40%, like it's going to be, it's, it's like, um, let's say a, a higher self. 
that is going to donate 40% of its, uh, essentially 40% of the energies of the sun is going to come from the, this one consciousness, 60% of the energies of the sun are going to come from source. This year, earlier this year, right around the summer solstice, uh, we've had a massive shift, massive solar shift. And here's what happened. The 40% that are the rotating 40% of the solar energies that used to be masculine, there used to be a masculine consciousness taking up that 40%, have flipped uh, their polarity. And so essentially, the old energy, the old president retired, so to say, from our local sun, and the new president joined in. Uh, this new consciousness is female. So it would not be incorrect to say that starting June 21st of this calendar year, the sun has been female. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm getting all these feedback from the collective of everybody who read my book. In my book, by the way, if you haven't read it, <laughs> I talk a lot about the sun. I go really deep into the sun. And I, uh, time and time again, I have called the sun the father. And I have said that it is a masculine energy, which it is, by the way. Because we, we have to factor in that 60% of source is still there. I'm not saying the source is masculine, source is both, right? So the masculine energies are still there. However, there has been a shift. Um, I don't want to break your paradigm too much, but enough of you have been feeling something different, else new, uh, else new and different from the sun. For enough of you, the fact that the sun is not female may not even come as a great surprise. In fact, if you open your heart, you would know that this is true. Like this is the type of knowledge that would resonate with you so deeply, almost like on a DNA level, because you have been getting, you've gotten the memo more, time, uh, more times than one. Already, because the sun, the energy has really shifted. It's very different now. It's also accelerating because not only are these energies female, these energies are high dimensional, high frequency female. So there is essentially the new teacher in the sky, and this new teacher is female, and she's going to start sending all kinds of codes to planet Earth. So part of the things that you have been sensing over the past few weeks, and you will sense it actually until next June 21st of 2023, because she's making her first round, right? It's that first solar year that, uh, you know, when this new consciousness joins, that's really pivotal. And so essentially she is just growing her roots here, right? So she's just like fresh off the boat. There's usually um, a period of like um, of overlapping of the old energies and the new right so but anything that i wrote in my book by the way still stands those practices still work for the next at least 50 years you're you're fine nothing that i said in there is incorrect but i also want to acknowledge what's happening because for some of you this may be the biggest insight from this entire podcast is that the sun is not female and that essentially divine feminine has arrived believe it or not and it just happened and that is why every single eclipse and solstice is going to be a big unlock of these energies. And that is also why some of you are feeling the energy coming through like crazy right now. Because for the sun, when the new consciousness joins the sun, before this first year, before this first loop is completed, the sun is, I don't want to say in training, but it's a calibration period. And every day the calibration happens. So the solar energies are kind of attuning themselves to every single planet, to every single being on every single planet, because again, the sun is the, the teacher in the sky, right? But, and then all of this, all of this activity, shall we say, culminates in four points of the year. So we started with the summer solstice, which was essentially day zero, <laughs> was day zero. 
So June 22, June 22nd of this year was day one of, of, of this new solar consciousness. This fall equinox that we are experiencing right now is the first pillar, actually the first pillar of the sun, where uh, it's essentially the first stake in the ground that the sun um, did. And there's going to be four stakes in the ground before uh, she completes the first cycle where she's like, I've arrived. And so far she's anchored the energy of the harvest and, and this energy of like equilibrium. So she's staking um, her claim on, on, on energies, right? So she's really growing roots here. And um, that is why also for the, for the part of humanity that feels like they are aligned right now, that they're energized and they're on point, stuff is happening for them. You know, there's like breakthroughs, they get invited places, they get, I don't know, all, all types of uh, things like that. Part of the reason is because they have dealt with their karma. Another part of the reason is that they're naturally have been connecting with the sun in a way that's healthy for them. And they worked through whatever karma they had. So essentially what I'm saying is they have cleared a lot of their feminine related karma and have built a really, really good relationship with the divine mother. And if you're feeling like this right now, you're feeling out of whack. That is actually the opposite of that. That means that there is an opportunity for you to align yourself to the female sun that has only been around for three months. And it's going to be around for a while, <laughs> thousands of years. Um, it's actually undecided yet when, when she's going to leave. So, But over 10,000 years. She's at least here for 10,000 years. And then we shall see, I guess. Essentially, the next thing is going to be winter solstice, spring, uh, spring equinox, and then summer solstice. These are the other three points where solar activity is going to get crazy. So right now, I can already tell you, you should expect to feel, I don't want to say discombobulated, but you will, you know, every, um, in all four of these three actually that are left, in, in the three um, this uh, of these like pillar, <laughs> putting stake in the ground moments, you're going to feel it a week before and a week after, kind of like a, a, like an eclipse energy, if, if you're familiar how you're feeling during the eclipse energies. So there is like um, a range, uh, like a period when when that energy is really going to manifest itself but this is also a really amazing opportunity for you to connect with the sun because even if you've been doing sun work before connecting to the sun specifically during the eclipses and the equinoxes the four points right of it because essentially they, they together they would you know if you drew the uh, the lines between the two equinoxes and the two solstices you would get a cross right and the cross is as we know what Christ consciousness is all about. It's what true equilibrium is all about. It's how the energies are supposed to work in the, in the universe. It's very important for you to connect with the sun specifically on or around the days of the eclipses, eclipses and um, solstices, specifically from, well, I guess, starting right now, because we kind of missed out on, on the first one, which was okay, because that was not the first stake in the ground. The first stake in the ground is right now. So right now is the first point that you would need to essentially greet the female sun, you know, introduce yourself, establish a heart-to-heart -heart relationship. So this is the sun that wants to have a relationship with your heart, not anything else. Remember how prior the sun, really the relationship, the only relationship with the sun or the optimal, essentially the sun could come through your solar plexus and the sun could come through your crown. Those were the two, shall we say, ch chakras that the sun could come through. Right now there's a third one that opened up and that is the heart. I would argue 
that going forward, the heart connection with the sun is going to be your most potent connector. So right now it's actually really important if you are, you know, interested and serious about getting on with, uh, you know, your life in the most successful way possible, I highly recommend you do an, uh, a ritual or like a meditation, right? Where you are imagining that the female sun is in front of you, that you essentially you would open your heart to receive her codes because she's coming with teachings. She's not just coming not for nothing, right? Uh, she showed up. There's like this big agenda. <laughs> the big, uh, there's a lot of scrolls that she's going to need to get through and like integrate, etc. And uh, it's actually important to open up your heart and imagine that you're building this bridge of light between your heart and the heart of the sun. And then you would imagine that she's starting to send you codes through your own personal bridge. And she's going to start sending you things that you really need in the next lap of your journey. And then a similar thing you're going to need to do during the winter solstice, spring equinox, and summer solstice, whenever that comes next year. This is like a quick preface for you. That's that. Really important. I know um, initially I wanted to make this whole episode about the sun, sun consciousness and sun energies. And then I, I looked at the state of humanity and I was like, we're going to have to talk about karma. <laughs> Never mind. And then let's talk about all these retrograde planets. But essentially, I know this has been kind of a lot. Um, I wanted to see if the collective has any questions because last thing I want is to like leave you guys all so confused. I'm, I'm here to receive the question, anything that's going to serve humanity. The question is, so what is the significance of the sun turning female? Uh, like, what is going to change? What does it mean? <laughs> How is our life going to be different? Well, I mean, it's like having a female president over a male president. It's still the president, right? Uh, and that president is going to make uh, all kinds of, of all manner of decisions. But the leadership style is going to be very different. And... Um, you know, this, this whole system is going to be very different because the sun impacts the entirety of the uh, solar system, obviously. So it's a lot of uh, celestial bodies. And um, essentially, the first thing that gets rewritten uh, when the new solar entity <laughs> joins uh, source and joins force with source, the first thing that gets rewritten is the solar matrix. So essentially, the matrix is going to get a massive upgrade and it, it has already happened. Uh, sorry, it started to happening, right? Um, the matrix doesn't always get, um, never gets re-uploaded, just like in one fell swoop. It's actually, um, you know, small amounts of code, so to say, get uploaded. And there's like a sequence to that uh, update. Um, so it's not just um, one and done. It's a phase-in approach, which is really smart, actually. Just because, you know, if something doesn't work, you, you can always um, fix it. Um, and it, humans are not going to know. So what's happening is the solar matrix matrix is being uh, updated, uh, which essentially it, it means that the energies are going to keep shifting. They're not going to be sta stagnant. They're not meant to be stagnant. Uh, with the solar matrix, the rules are changing. It's kind of like the, the essentially the constitution is being rewritten. So how, you know, the values, humanity's values are going to be uh, eventually upgraded, uh, shifted, you know, a lot of things really. New teachings are going to come through. She's not going to leave any stone unturned. Yeah. And so essentially like, it's kind of like we've had the king for the past, I don't know, 20,000 years. And now we have a queen. Again, still a monarch, you know, not that fundamentally different from that perspective, um, but a very different energy. And this one, like I said, is very heart-centered. So the number one agenda item for this entity uh, being that now runs the sun uh, alongside source is opening up humanity's hearts. So you're going to see a lot more heart, just heart-based leadership come through, a, a lot a, a lot more of heart activations, a lot of that coming through just spiritually. But everything is going to shift. 
right? You're also noticing as the matrix is going through the upgrade, things are speeding up. Everything is speeding up. Everything feels faster. Some people are like, I don't know where my time goes. That's part of it because our matrix, uh, I don't know that we've ever spoken about it, but it's um, the codes are quite old. Um, and so it moves slow, comparatively speaking. But you wouldn't know that it moves slow until all of a sudden things speed up. And then you're like, huh, is it faster? It's kind of like the internet speed. Remember, you're like, whenever when you had flip phones, it felt like the internet was okay on, on, on mobile. But now, it, it, you know, now we're in 5G mode and like, it's really okay because you, you can now watch movies on, on, on your phone. And it used to be that uh, sending an MMS was, was like a big deal. But then that did not feel slow. It's in comparison. If right now you had like an, a, like a, an iPhone in one hand and then a flip phone from, I don't know, year 2000 in the other, in, in the other hand. And if you were to compare the flip phone to your newest iPhone, you'd be like, whoa, this flip phone is real bad. But when you just had the flip phone, it didn't feel this way. So the same thing here, you know, the matrix is being upgraded is the same thing as a technology upgrade in some cases. I'm not saying that matrix is technological in nature, but the mathematical mind and the concept behind how matrix the matrix was created is not dissimilar to how engineers of today are creating technology. It's a very similar thought process um, and it's a very similar vibration. So that being said, the only way that you know that this is moving faster is because you remember how it used to be slower. But by the way, even this takes a certain level of discernment. Some people haven't really noticed anything, but it could also be that you know, they haven't been personally upgraded to the new matrix because again, it's a step-by-step -step process. Like it's not a, a one and done. So th this is different, right? And again, um, it's the, you know, the, the age of the maiden. Um, so it's um, the age of divine, uh, divine feminine uh, is essentially here. It's, it's upon us. It has arrived. So the polarities are going to flip, right? So we had the patriarchy and, and, and now we're, we're going to uh, get the reverse. <laughs> Not to spoil everything, because I just told you the plan for the next 3,000 years, but <laughs> I hope you guys forgive me. Um, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, obviously, because things in 3D are very slow, even when they're divinely guided. <laughs> so not overnight. Either way, right? And by the way, we want the polarities to flip. That is how this universe is meant to work. If we only had one polarity in charge, everybody was going to be bored to death and nobody would reincarnate here. So we want polarities to flip because that is always an opportunity for us to upgrade, for us to be even more aligned, even more in touch with our higher selves and all of that good stuff. So it's nice when polarities flip. And, you know, we've sat with a masculine polarity for so long that, you know, it's nice for a change. I know there's one other question from the collective that I meant to address before we end the session. What is the question? Anything that we spoke about? The question is, if I've been feeling really, really rough over the past few weeks, and you said that there's, you know, essentially going to be here for another couple of weeks more, is there anything at all I can do to ease, you know, to ease the process to... Uh, make things a little bit smoother for myself because this has been tough and I don't know that I want to do it for another two two weeks. Whew. Tough question. Tough question because if you're feeling it, it's not meant to feel easy. So I almost like, do I give you the hack? Do I not give you the, ha the hack? And, and what would I give you? Because I don't want to mess you up. Like I always want to set you up for success. Very often when you're feeling heightened amounts of energy, is because you are receiving things from the cosmos, let's call it, and from spirit. 
but you're not able to process it uh, at the same speed that you're receiving it. And because of that, certain things get stuck. And when they get stuck, they create all kinds of distortions in your field. It could be ailments. It could just be this sense like you're overwhelmed, all the good stuff. By the way, in karmic years, this is even worse. It's like, imagine somebody dropped you a letter uh, with a certain at a certain frequency and you didn't get through, let's say it was like one letter an hour and you didn't get through like 13 letters and but they keep dropping, they keep dropping. So the pile of letters, unread letters on red books just keeps on growing. And this creates a sense of overwhelm. So what I'm sensing from you, this particular person that, is, uh, that asked this question, but also in general, this is a little bit of a pattern. If you wanna make things easy on you, the best thing that I can tell you is release. Release is the strategy. Release can happen in many ways, shapes, and forms. One form of release is the cluttering because you need to start letting things go. And if you cannot let things go and like just be a sieve and like sifting through, sift things through your body effectively, then you're going to have to release to create space so that your body could start processing things that it's meant to process. So what does it mean? Let go of physical things. Just throw away all the trash or donate the, you know, some of the clothing that you're never going to wear. Uh, get rid of the old chipped plates or, you know, all the stuff that you just never got around to just like re releasing. If there is a stained couch or something along those lines and you're like, ah, I don't know, is it too old? And just release it. Honestly, like it's better to not have a couch than have all the stuff that you've been holding on to just cannot let go. Because again, this is a good year to release all the stuff in your apartment, in your life that no longer belongs, right? And the simplest, the simplest thing to release is the physical, like physical possessions, the simplest, right? It gets harder when it's like, release the job that you don't want, release the person that you don't want, especially if you're married to them, like release all these other things that you, you could be releasing. Those are really hard potentially, right? But a couch, you know, chipped uh, mugs, you could probably release really, really quickly. So that's step one. Step two, energetic release. The best way to release things is through the chakras in the soles of your feet. You can also release things through the chakras in the palms of your hands, but I, in this particular case, probably the soles of your feet because there's stuck energy in you. So ideally, you would be barefoot if you can on the ground, barefoot standing on the soil, Mother Gaia, Mother Earth. And then you would imagine that there is all this stuck energy that has been gathering in your body. It's just leaving your body through the soles of your feet and just release all the things that doesn't belong, especially if it's dark, dark energy. So just let go, let go. What are other forms of release? Uh, journaling, especially if your self-expression is blocked. Some of you need to write 10 plus pages for you to even start feeling the relief because there's been all of these things that are unsaid, all of these things that are stuck around emotional and mental wounds. And so journaling is another form of release. Highly recommend. Singing, if you don't want to journal, another form of release. And dancing, whether that's ecstatic dance or what have you, just, you know, dance like nobody's watching. That's another form to shake it off and release. So that is the winning strategy that I can give you that is going to make this process easier on you, but is not going to mess up with the agenda of essentially the universe, your higher self, or even your agenda, right? 
So that's that. Alrighty, my darlings. I know this was a lot. Please let me know if, if you've been watching this on YouTube, please let me know if this resonates. Please let me know how you've been feeling. And yeah, if you have any questions, you can also drop them in the comment section on YouTube. I, I can't guarantee I'm going to respond to everybody. I'm going to try. Alrighty, you guys. Sending you a big virtual hug. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.